Hey, it's Heidi Rain. Welcome back to another episode of Addiction and Codependency Breakthrough. I am here for your recovery to help you along this path and this journey of being impacted by another's addiction. Man, am I so glad you're here. If you want to check out some of our resources that we have available to support you on your journey, we've got you covered from every stage and every phase of this dynamic. You can go over to HeidiRain.com and take a look around over there at any point to see all the ways that we can support you on this journey. Today, we're going to talk about denial. This is, I don't know, I think really the, the most frustrating and heartbreaking position to be in. Talk about the spectrum, right? To heart from heartbreak to rage. Uh, denial, when your loved one is in denial about their addiction, it's it's maddening. I mean, you you literally lay awake at night asking yourself, what is it going to take for them to recognize what's happening, how they're hurting themselves or hurting everybody else. And your prayer is for them to wake up or hit the bottom or have the come to Jesus or the holy moment so that they realize and recognize that they have an issue. Man, this is, I'm going to talk a little bit about this today on an, a little bit of a different way, because I want you to understand this as not so black and white, okay? Either they there are, you know, they're, they accept it or they're in denial. All the way in between these two phases of acceptance and denial is a spectrum of denial that every addict or alcoholic lives on throughout their recovery journey. And I'm gonna tell you what you can do as a family member to help that along. And believe me, even though you don't have any control over the addiction, you can't fix this, you certainly have massive influence in your ability to help your loved one make the decision to get well or to help your loved one stay well after they come out of recovery. And so, you know, we would always explain this as um, the family's like an immune system, right? And so the stronger you are as a family member or as a loved one or as a spouse, the better chance you have at maintaining a healthy family dynamic for everybody involved. So what's the spectrum of denial? Over here on the severity spectrum of denial, we have complete and total blindness. I don't know what you're talking about. I absolutely do not have an issue. It's it's gaslight central over here on the spectrum. You don't know what you're talking about. You didn't see what you see. This person lives in this gaslight city and takes you to town on a regular basis where you start to question your own mind. Am I seeing what I see? Is this really happening or not? Is this as bad as I think it is? And you start to question your own mind and what you see. And that's Exactly what that addict or alcoholic wants to do is to keep you in that space with them of complete and total denial. Now, along the spectrum, a little bit in the middle is somewhere where, you know, my dad lived in this middle space for a long time where when he would be drunk is when he would admit that there was a problem. He'd kind of break down and have these crying episodes and, you know, I know I'm sick. I know I have a problem and I want to quit, you know? And, and then the next day when sobriety came, it's like, Hey, I want to remind you of that conversation. Today's the day, ding, 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 you know, remind him of the talk we had the night before. And it's like crickets, man. It's like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about and move on to the next thing. So this is where the actor alcoholic lives in and out of recognition of a problem. Many times the person that lives here is manipulating you, meaning they want to say the right thing. I know I have an issue. I know it's a problem. I'm going to cool out for a little while. I'm going to do whatever I can to make sure that 
you know, I, I'm a good boy or a good girl for a little while, but basically they're just doing that to appease you and shut you up until the next binge episode or until the next time they go off the rails. Now that is a one day at a time mentality. It's very confusing. They do better some days, some days they don't. So they're in and out of denial that they have an issue. Maybe they go to a meeting once once, at a, once a month and then the rest of the month they're on a bender. I don't know, but this mentality is still living in the land of denial. And I have an incredible video for you if you wanna watch it. It is called uh, how, Why One Day at a Time Doesn't Work. And this is how we get sucked into that mentality of our loved one by thinking, well, they had a good day or a bad day. Good days and bad days are still active addiction. There is no way close to recovery if use is involved. A good day or a bad day in recovery means it was hard or easier or not so tough, but I stayed sober. A good day and bad day in addiction is how much did I drink? It's still addiction. It's not recovery by any stretch of the imagination. And I encourage you to check out that video if you want to learn more about that one day at a time and why that doesn't work. All the way from this midsection, now we come to this last part where this person is in full acceptance of their addiction. And they say, I know I have an issue. I surrender. You know, the first step is surrender to many people in this, when in their recovery journey. And so I recognize that this is an issue and I need to get help. Now, People are either operating out of love or fear. We know that, right? I think that was the book, The Seed of the Soul. I don't know, Z Gary Zukoff, somebody who said many, many, I'm sure it was even before that, it was the greats. I don't know, Socrates, Plato, we're, we're operating out of love or fear. Well, the addict or alcoholic, what, what do you think they're operating out, you know, out of? Are they operating out of love or fear when they're in their addiction? Obviously, they're living out of fear and fear is about protecting yourself, protecting that thing that you think is, is working for you, protecting your secrets. It's fear. And so on the fear spectrum, they are living in constant fear and denial is a way to cover that fear up and to help them deal with that fear is just by pushing it down and acting like it doesn't exist. Because the closer we get to love, which is, I was going to say nakedness or transparency or vulnerability or acceptance. Love is, okay, you know what? I love myself and you enough to admit that this is out of control and let's get some help. So many of us get this wrong when we're trying to help an addict or an alcoholic because we say things like, well, they've got to do it for themselves. I don't have any influence in getting somebody into treatment because they have to want it. I'm going to tell you, what makes somebody want to do something is either two motivations, love or fear. I'm afraid I'm going to lose something or I can't wait to get that thing I'm going to get, right? And Tony Robbins would talk about that a lot in all of his seminars. You either, you know, it's the push of pain or the pull of purpose, right? I either do things to avoid pain or gain pleasure. An addict or an alcoholic is never going to go into treatment. I mean, not, I'm not never, but almost every time, not going to go into treatment thinking to themselves, I can't wait to create a sober life because that's going to be, oh, the vision I'm going to create. And that's what you're hanging on to, right? You're like, get out of denial. Look at the shit show that your life is. Look at how amazing your life could be. And after an alcoholic ingests a substance that gives them a blast of more dopamine than any life that they imagine is going to pale in comparison to. All right, they're getting like hundreds, if not thousands of dopamine shots that like are, are bliss. 
when they get high, they experience bliss. They experience. So you're like, wow, you could build a career. And they're like, fuck you. What the fuck? You know, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't transmit. So most of the time, an addict and alcoholic is going to be into treatment and get out of denial from fear, fear of what fear of loss, fear of losing something, you know, fear of, uh, Many times people are homeless and they fear they're not going to go into detox just to cool out long enough because they're, they're, you know, they play the, the treatment game, you know, just so they can be, be, get out, back out and use again. But so for you, you have to understand that they're not going to one day wake up and go, you know what? I love myself so much and that I want to get better and get treatment. The very definition of addiction is a loss of self. There is no self-love. Self-love is in recovery land, not an addiction world. So to think that self-love is going to motivate somebody out of denial, I'm going to love myself enough to come out of this thing. That's not how it starts. That how it, that's how it ends. How does it start? How do you help somebody get out of denial when they're in addiction is you stop denying that they are in active addiction yourself. You look at all the ways that you co-sign the bullshit. You make excuses for their behavior. You keep bailing them out. You continually give them one more time. So they don't need to see it if they're your husband or your partner or your child. The first person that needs to see it is you. And this is where you have massive influence. Somebody commented on one of my uh, one of my videos or lessons or whatever we want to call this. And she was upset. She was like, oh, how dare you say that it's up to us to help our loved ones get treatment and it, they have to want it and it's up to them. And that, that honey, they are, I have, I worked in treatment for almost a decade before I took my programs worldwide on the interwebs. And I'm going to tell you this, not one time did I meet out of the thousands of addicts and alcoholics that I counseled and coached over the course of that decade said, I meet one person who came into treatment because they were like, yeah, I just did it because I wanted to do it. No, it's like, uh Oh, pain pushed them in the pain pushed them in. Well, my wife said, uh, this is, you know, and I know you think ultimatums it's not, it's a standard there's a difference. And we teach that in our programs. Uh, you know, my, my children are onto it, you know, I'm going to lose this thing. And that, that pain pushed them into treatment, but what kept them there was the pull of purpose. And many times it took months for that addict or alcoholic to see a life worth being awake for. And that was my job when I worked with the addicts and alcoholics, instead of what I do now is work with you, the families. And that's the ticket, by the way. Whenever I would work with the addicts or alcoholics, it took months to nurture them into self-love, to them to feel good enough about themselves to want to show up and go to a meeting. They feel like absolute dog shit. They feel like hell about themselves. They're not interested in, we, I can't wait to get into treatment, you know? So I want you to understand that you're denying, and I have another video, I'll link it here, how we live in denial about their addiction and how we enable their addiction instead of support recovery by doing that. It's really important that we're on the same page. So how do you get them out of denial is that you keep ministering the truth to that loved one in the most loving way you can. You do not pussyfoot around the issue. You lovingly with compassion in your heart, it's like, well, I don't want to say the truth is like, you're an asshole. The truth is you're destroying our family. Well, the truth is that what is my bottom line? That I see that treatment is what you need in order to save your life. And if you want to be a part of this household and in this household, we're going to hold the standard for health and wellness and love. We're going to hold the standard in our family for a healthy, loving, 
firing on all cylinders family. And we want to do everything we can in our power to help you become healthy too, so that we can all be healthy together. You know, so I have so many videos on here about how to word your boundaries and figure out where they are. But one of the things you might want to do is purchase a course that I have on my site. It's at HeidiRain.com and I'll link it in the description below. And it's called how to set boundaries with an addict and alcoholic. And it helps you. And I, my husband and I role play in that scenario as well. So you would probably find that super helpful. So how do you get them out of denial is you stop living there with them, but you expect them to um, know that on the spectrum of denial, from all the way to total blindness is going to be uh, all the way to acceptance of total blindness is probably a, a, a walk. It's not like I'm going to black or white. It's that I'm going to see a little bit and maybe you're going to hold my feet to the fire and maybe I'm going to have some influence by my family and I'm going to see a little more about the truth in my situation. And then maybe I'm going to get into treatment and they're going to show me a little more about my situation. I'm going to move down the spectrum a little more. And then when I come out, I'm going to meet other people who have who have been in recovery and I'm going to understand the severity of my addiction a little more. Understanding your own addiction or your loved one's addiction is a journey not an enlightenment. It's not like the Bodhi tree that Buddha's going to sit underneath and we're going to be filled with the light or Jesus gets baptized and comes up and knows everything about life. Okay. It is a spectrum. It's a slow walk. And so we have to know that on that journey, uh, it, it's, it takes time. It takes time. It takes understanding. It takes compassion and it takes a lot of things. So either I have another great video on here about can a relationship with an addict or ever alcoholic ever work? And that is a four question video that you should definitely watch if you want to know, can this relationship even be saved at all? So, so many resources here to support you. Uh, I want you to know that on the road to recovery as well, there's a spectrum to, I hurt you. Here's the, here's the harm I caused to, I don't want to talk about that harm I caused you because it makes me want to drink or makes me want to get high. There's a spectrum in their understanding of how to, that's why we have our groups that we do for couples that are in recovery and committed to the relationship to help undo some of those major issues that are caused by addiction in your dynamic, like trust and intimacy and sex and communication and all those things. So anyway, that's enough for today. Hopefully this has been super helpful for you and leave your comments. It helps us help more people. So if you want to give this a thumbs up, or if you want to leave a comment, that's super helpful. And of course, if you want to share this with anybody, you know, who could benefit that also helps us help more people. So until the next time, until the next episode, I love you. Take excellent care of yourself and I'll see you really soon.